about me. Um, but back in my day, I actually dabbled in some acting. And by back in my day, I mean junior high. And by dabbled in some acting, I mean I was in a musical. So um, not as glorious as I made it sound. And uh, in seventh grade, uh, we did Beauty and the Beast, and I got to be a candlestick. In eighth grade, though, um, we got to act through Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Or not Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Sorry, Guys and Dolls. And I was nicely, nicely. I got to sing the song, Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. If you asked me what Guys and Dolls were about three days ago, I probably couldn't have told you. Uh, I slept through class that day when we watched the movie. But uh, I do generally understand it that the movie's about um, some gamblers. And uh, one gambler needs some money, so he makes a bet with another one and says, I bet that you can't get this religious girl to go on a date with you. Well, he ends up getting to go on the date, but in turn, he has to bring some people to her mission. And that's where uh, my one solo came from, Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. Uh, It was a song that nicely, nicely sang um, when they're in the mission and he's giving a a testimony. I know we don't really use the word testimony um, all that much. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a, a biblical word. It's a biblical thing to give a testimony, maybe not in the showy way that some people do it, but to tell people uh, about Jesus and what he's done in your life. And that's what he's doing, except uh, in the play, in the musical, he's completely making all of this up. And the song, Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat, it goes through and nicely, nicely starts out by talking about a dream he had. He, he dreamed that he was on the boat on his way to heaven, and he reached in his pocket and he found his dice. And so he tries to gamble with the people on the boat, but um, they're on their way to heaven. They know right from wrong. And so they say, no, they tell him, sit down, you're rocking the boat. None of them want to fall overboard. So they say, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Well, then in the second verse, he finds a bottle of alcohol and he starts drinking and he wants them to drink with him, but they recognize that's not right. And they tell him, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Well, then the third verse and the best verse, uh, he starts to laugh at them. For, for being so, so piety, for being, or being so, yeah, piety, being so religious, I don't know. Um, he starts to laugh at them. And at that moment, a giant wave came, and it rocked the boat so much that he fell overboard. And he's floundering around in the water. He wants someone to save him. And at that moment, he wakes up, and he says to himself, sit down, you're rocking the boat. He realizes that the things he's doing in his life um, weren't right. Those things were rocking the boat. You see, we're all on a boat. We're all sailing through life. Every single one of us in this room, whether you knew it or not, you are in a boat and you're sailing through life. And there are going to be times when your boat gets rocked, whether you're like nicely, nicely, and you're rocking your own boat or whether the storms of life just roll in and rock your boat, whatever it is, when the storms of life come, what are you going to do? When your boat starts rocking, what are you going to do? We have many options to answer that question. There are lots of things you could do. But I want to look at Luke chapter 8, verses 20 through, 22 through 25, and I want to find some options from this text on what we can do when life rocks our boat. Uh, let's read this text. Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and a windstorm came down on the lake, And they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this that commands even winds and water? And they obey him. 
when life rocks your boat, the first options that the disciples have when this windstorm comes upon them is they can try and hope the storm passes. They can try and wait it out. Windstorms come, um, they're in the boat, they're in the water, they're on their way uh, across to the, the country of the Gerasenes, and this windstorm comes upon them suddenly. And their first option would be to try and wait it out, try and wait for the storm to pass. Uh, you and I uh, know something about strong wind, about windstorms, I, I would venture to say. Uh, to name a couple dates, uh, May 3rd, 1999, I was about a month old, and then uh, May 20th, 2013. I'm sure you probably know those dates or recognize them. Um, those are dates when there was a lot of wind. We know about wind and storms around here, and we know about waiting them out. A lot of us have uh, tornado shelters in our houses now where we would go and we'd get in and we'd wait for the storm to pass. Um, we know about wind. We know about a lot of rain. We see here uh, in verse 23, Jesus has fallen asleep. The windstorm comes and they're filling up with water. They're in danger. There's water everywhere. The boat is rocking from side to side. They're afraid. They're in severe danger right now. And, and they could have waited. They could have hoped, well, maybe the storm will pass here in a few minutes. But that simply would not have been the case. And so their first option to try and wait it out was not a good option. You know, we, we know all about storms. Um, we've been through them. I, I was a baby when May 3rd happened, but um, May 20th, I remember that one pretty vividly. Um, I was running into Kelly Elementary, and um, for those of you that have seen Forrest Gump, when he was in Vietnam and the rain was coming from every direction, that's what it felt like. I mean, I seriously remember the rain hitting the ground so hard that it was coming up at me from the ground while falling down. Um, we've been in storms like this. Uh, that's something that we can, we can visualize. We can visualize this kind of storm. When life storms come, waiting isn't a good option. If they had waited any longer, we see the boat was filling, in water and Luke, filling with water, and Luke tells us they are in danger. When life storms come, when your boat is rocking, waiting them out isn't always going to be a good thing. When, you, when, when the storm of life comes and um, your brakes give out on your car and you lose your job, and it's a tough time, you can't wait that out. You can't just hope for a new job to fall in your lap. You're going to have to get back up and go out and actively try and get through that storm. Waiting out storms of life is not a good option, and it wasn't a good option for the disciples in this text. So what other options did they have? Well, uh, we see in the next couple verses, your next option, you can panic. And that's exactly what they did. Um, they, they panic. The, the boat's filling with water. They're in danger, and they went and woke Jesus, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. They're panicking. Panic's not a very good thing. Back when I was in the youth group over at Central, we went down to uh, Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and we went on a, on a float trip. And we were kayaking, and I'd never kayaked before. And so we're in the water, and we got out and swam a little bit. It was a fun time. And we reached a, a fork in the river. And we could choose to go right, or we could go left. On the right was a lot easier. It was a straight shot. There were some rapids, but it was easy to get through. The left was windy, and there were tons of rapids, and it was really, really hard to get through. Well, uh, most of us had never kayaked before, and so you can bet that we chose to go on the left where it was really difficult because uh, we didn't make the smartest decisions. And so we went on the left. Well, um, if you've ever kayaked before, you know that they rock pretty easily. I mean, especially cheaply made ones. It's hard uh, to, to be in a kayak and keep going. Uh, it'll flip pretty easily. Well, uh, there are also two-person kayaks, and those... You don't have to worry just about yourself. You have to worry about the person behind you. If they rock your boat, there's not much you can do about it. Well, I was in a one-person kayak, but there were two girls that were in a two-person kayak in front of me. And 
uh, I got around the first curve, down the first rapid, and I started to go around to the next one, and I looked up, and these girls had somehow flipped their boat. They were both sitting, sitting in the water, holding onto it, and their boat was completely blocking the only way that I could go. And being a first-time kayaker, I started paddling as hard as I could, doing everything I could to turn, and my boat turned into a heat-seeking missile and just went right into one of the girls and knocked her off her feet, and I fell out of it, and my kayak went right on without me. And uh, I remember that moment. I felt bad for that girl first off, but I'm not, I wasn't a very great swimmer. I'm still not a very good swimmer. Thankfully, we had, li- we had life jackets. So uh, I, I went under the rapid, and I found a place with rocks, and I sat there. And I sat there for a solid 30 minutes. And people in our group kept passing me saying, Kyle, are you okay? But I was panicking. I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do, and so I just sat there. I didn't try to keep going and make it to the end. Uh, I don't want to leave you with a sad story. So thankfully, I remember someone uh, had grabbed my kayak and was coming back like Marshawn Lynch, like a football player uh, running back, running through people, going right through the rapids, bringing my kayak back to me. And I'm really thankful for that person because I might have stayed on those rocks all day. Um, but when you panic, oftentimes you freeze up. You don't do what needs to get done. You know, sometimes life is hard and you get that feeling of panic, that feeling of fear, um, that dread, you know, your stomach turns. I, I know we've all felt that before. And you don't know how to handle what's being thrown at you. Think about the, the occupation of a lot of these men before they came with Jesus. A lot of these men were fishermen on this very same sea that they were on, the Sea of Galilee. You see, windstorms suddenly suddenly came upon the Sea of Galilee often. They were used to them. They would dealt with them before. They knew uh, that these things happened. They should have known what to do to handle this. I mean, it was a really bad storm, but realistically, they were trained to do this. But when panic sets in, what do they do? They freeze up. They're afraid. They don't do what needs to be done. They don't start, uh, we don't see them start bailing the water out of the boat, trying to keep the boat afloat until the storm passes. All we see is them panicking and going to Jesus. You know, you can tell how bad this storm really is when men who are experienced can't get through it. When life storms come and when they're extra tough, you can't allow panic to set in. You're not going to reach your goal. You're not going to make it to the end of, end of uh, the stream if panic sets in. So what should you do when life rocks your boat? We've seen two examples of things that we shouldn't do. We shouldn't panic. Um, we shouldn't just sit there and wait for the storm to pass. So what should we do? When life rocks your boat, you need to look to the one who can calm the storm. And that's exactly what they did. This is the example that we should follow. They go to Jesus, master, master, we're perishing. And Jesus awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was calm. Complete calm. I mean, you can imagine the water was probably uh, all around. The waves were crazy, and all of a sudden, they're just flat. There's nothing. It's serene. It's peaceful. The waters are calm. In their moment of fear, they went to Jesus. When their boat was rocking, they went to Jesus. It's filling with water. They're afraid. Jesus rebuked the storm. Jesus was calm in their moment of fear. When the storms of life come, when life is doing everything that it can to knock you down, when your boat's rocked, when your boat's about to flip, it can be scary. You might be afraid from time to time. But Jesus will stay calm in your moment of fear. What was Jesus doing? He was asleep in the boat. He knew that they were going to get through it. He knew that they were going to be fine. He was calm in their moment of fear, and he'll be calm for us. And notice what Jesus does in verse 25. He said to them, where is your faith? He questions their faith. 
He's not questioning their faith because they're afraid. The fear wasn't the problem here. It's okay to be afraid. The real problem uh, with their faith right now is that they don't believe that he's going to help them through. They don't believe that he's going to get them through this storm that's come upon them. You know, fear's a natural thing when life gets tough. But they didn't believe Jesus could or would help them. So when trials come, when the storms of life rock your boat, is Jesus going to have to question your faith? That's a question that you have to answer for yourself. Is he going to say, where is your faith? Am I relying on him? Do I know not only that he can calm the storms in my life, but that he will calm the storms in my life? Do I fully believe that? And do I trust in him to do it? That's a question that we have to answer for ourselves. Is Jesus going to question my faith when my boat is rocked? And the account ends with them being awestruck. They were afraid and they marveled, saying to, one, saying to one another, Who then is this that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him? They ask a very important question to the Gospel of Luke, to all the Gospels. Who is this? That's the question they ask. Who is this? And it's answered a few verses later, uh, actually, by a demon. See, the disciples don't even get it, but a demon does. Um, in verse 28 of chapter 8, the demon legion what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high? Son of the most high God. That's what Legion says. Legion understands that he's the son of the most high God. But the real answer to this question, who is this, is answered by one of their own in chapter 9 and verse 20. Then he said to them, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, the Christ of God. You're the Christ of God. That's the answer to the question. When Jesus calms their boat, their immediate question is, who is this that has this ability? Well, the answer comes, he's the Christ of God. He's the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior of the people. He was the Savior they needed in that moment, when their boat was rocked, when they thought that they were going to die, when they were in danger. Jesus was the Christ, the Savior that they needed. When life rocks our boat, Jesus is the Savior that we're going to need. So now it's time to reflect on your own life. How is your boat doing? Is your boat sailing along seamlessly? Maybe uh, your boat's starting to rock a little bit from side to side. Maybe you can see the dark clouds gathering in the distance. Maybe you're rocking your own boat. You're like nicely, nicely Johnson. You're the one that's rocking the boat for everybody else. Um, The sin that's crept into your life is causing your boat uh, to rock. Well, what do I do in that moment? Like nicely did, you need to look at yourself and tell yourself, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Sit down, I'm rocking the boat. You know, he was rocking the boat with his lifestyle, the the wicked things that he was doing. He was allowing wickedness to seep in to his life, and that caused his boat to start rocking. If we don't want our boat to rock, if we're rocking it ourselves, the first step is to say to yourself, sit down, I'm rocking the boat. I need to cut these things out of my life that are causing it to rock. The last thing any of us should ever want is to fall overboard. We want to make it to the end of the stream because you know what's there? God heaven, the place we get to be with him. That's where we're headed. That's where we're going. Maybe your uh, life is rocking your boat. The circumstances of life are what's rocking your boat. There's pain, there's suffering, there's things in this world that don't come about by any cause of our own. And maybe that's what's rocking your boat. Um, Our boat was rocked a year ago when coronavirus came in. That, That rocked your boat. That was a trial that you had to get through. Maybe you've lost a job. I brought that up earlier. Maybe you've lost a job. That's a a trial in your life that's going to rock your boat. It's going to be hard to get through that. It's going to take 
um, calm and, and peace that only Jesus can provide. Maybe a relationship is broken in your life, and that's caused your boat to rock. The circumstances of life can and will rock your boat, and it's no fault of your own. And you're going to need help dealing with them. You're going to need help dealing with those circumstances that come upon you if you want to continue sailing through life. When life rocks your boat, you can't wait it out. That's not going to work. It didn't work for the, for the uh, apostles, for the disciples. It wouldn't have worked for them. It's not going to work for us. The storm's there, and oftentimes it's going to be enough to sink our boat if we're not dealing with it. They didn't have a storm shelter in that boat. Well, in a way they did um, through Jesus, but they couldn't just go in and hide. They had to actually do something to make it through this. They had to go to him and ask him for help. He was the shelter that they needed in that moment. He was the anchor uh, that held them down when they were rocking side to side, that helped them get through it. We can't allow panic to set in. Panic's going to cause you to freeze up, to not get done what you need to get done. Panic doesn't benefit anybody, especially you. Panic comes when the problems in life are too big for you, and oftentimes they are. The the problems that you have that don't come about from your own doing, they're going to be too big for you to solve on your own. And if we try and solve them on our own, they're going to overwhelm us. They're going to cause our boat to flip. So when life storms come, what do we need to do? We need to go to the one who can calm them. The one who can bring peace and comfort and prosperity. The one who brings the calm. When Jesus calmed that storm for the disciples, there was peace. There was calm. There wasn't a wave. There wasn't wind. There was nothing. It was serene. I can't even imagine anything like that. If you've been to the lake, uh, you know there's sounds all over. But this was peace. This was true peace in its fullest extent. If you want peace, if you want calm in your life, all you have to do is ask Jesus and he'll be there to calm your storms. If you have a need this morning, uh, we would love to assist you in any way that we can. We're going to have a song of invitation. It'll be an opportunity for you uh, to voice your needs. If you need prayer or or help getting through a storm that's in your life right now, or even a storm you know is coming, um, we want to help you with that. We want to pray for you. We want to help you get through uh, in, in any way that we can. Or maybe you want to be baptized. You're not even sure if you're sailing the right way right now. Baptism is the way that you can assure that you can. The way that you can assure that Jesus is going to be in your boat ready to help you. You see, if Jesus wasn't on that boat, the disciples would have been in trouble. The only way to get him on your boat is if you invite him aboard. And baptism is the way that you can do that. We want to assist you however we can. If you have a need, you can come forward uh, as we stand and as we sing. Uh,